It's great to have you with us today on the podcast for Go Harvest, and today I want to talk about five ways ministry events can help your church. I'm so glad to have Clint here with me, and this is the this is an example of what we might sit around and talk about in the Harvest Van, about mm. why events are important as we're traveling to events and sharing and leadership. But today we'll um, just visit about some of these things from this blog post, and we're happy to have you join us. Welcome to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage ministry leaders. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at timpriceblog.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share with others. Heading now to today's episode. Well, Clint, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing fantastic you know whenever you uh shot this idea about uh about something that we normally talk about on the church in the in the the harvest van while we're going to events i was like i'm in let's do it because i love talking <laughs> in the harvest van and uh it's it's just a great time so this is gonna be a great time for sure and in the harvest van sometimes we have like two or three hours so this time we got to do i know 24 minutes Ugh, or less instant what's gonna happen <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens but really for several years harvest has been involved in conferences for students and children and adults and leaders and I'm sure people get tired of hearing me say this if you're around me very much, but really larger gatherings in the church is like a healthy part of a congregation. And, um, and it's a balance because the day in day out discipleship and community and connection in a local church is like the bedrock. But most people who share a testimony, um, you know, as they get older, wind up talking about the special event where they really experience Christ in a different way or heard his voice or heard the calling of God on their lives and, um, and so, you know, as I say on cereal boxes, it's kind of like part of the healthy balanced diet <laughs> is that we're part of a church, yeah. we're living it out. And every once in a while, we're a part of large events. And there's, there's a lot of reasons why large events are always going to be a part of the church. And we don't have to get too deep into this. But when you think about Jesus ministry and the early church, it was always in the thousands. Mm-hmm. It was always like, Hundreds of people were crowded around Jesus. 5,000 people got fed. 3,000 got saved that day of Pentecost, all, all those different things. And some of the reasons I think that's, um, you know, some of the reasons I think that the large crowd will kind of always be part of a church is because there is a power of witness mm-hmm. when we get together with a bunch of people following Christ. There's kind of the power of community, the identity of being a part of a, you know, a big event. The power of connection, and that's like a huge network. The church is the largest thing on the planet and we're connected together and then just the idea of power of numbers and i know church leaders don't like to get all excited about numbers but the world sees numbers Mm -hmm. and they're amazed you know they they see big churches and they're like holy cow how in the world i mean it's all relative i know but but they just can't believe that thousands of people are there or thousands of people show up to this christian concert or this event or this church or whatever so i like the idea of um the opportunity for people to be a part of big events mm-hmm. in the church. One more clarifying thing, and that is that when I say big events, I don't mean millions of people. Mm-hmm. I mean like a significant larger number of people than you would normally meet with in your own church. Mm-hmm. And that alone is enough to uh, allow these five things to really take root for, for your ministry. And so we'll go through this little list here from the blog post, but um, what are some of the things that you think of when you think of large events, Clint? I know you've been a part of a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so my initial thing that I just started thinking of, because you're talking about 
things that are recorded in the Bible. And I started thinking of, you know, well, there are a lot of things and that's recorded in the Bible that are big, but there are a lot of things that are recorded that are small, but usually they're like big things that happen. Right. You know? And then I was like, I was like, why didn't they record just like the, the normal everyday mundane things of ministry that they did? And then I was like, uh, you know, it's probably expensive to record all that stuff, and they just saved it for the big stuff. Uh, I don't know why my thought, my brain just went there, but um, yeah, uh, large events, man, are just anything like that. I, I really like them because um, it changes your perspective. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we can get bogged down, um, you know, in a ministry of of like, oh, you know, you just said that tr- that the world focuses on numbers, right? And it's just like, well, oh man, why why are we at this number where we can't? go up to the next level or whatever of church or a ministry or, or gathering or whatever. But then you go to these kind of things and you're like, well, well, wait a second. We are a part of something bigger. We are a part of something larger. Like you said, it's the largest, you know, weekly yeah. gathering in the world is, is, uh, is worship. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it, uh, it kind of takes the perspective off of like, off, off, off of like me and what we're doing at my specific location. And it's just like, we're a part of something bigger that's purpose is to change the world for something better. Yep. And that's amazing. Yeah. And there's, there's that thing of like uh testimonies. There's always a place involved mm. and there's always a person involved. Mm-hmm. And most often the place is not your home church, but very often the person is. So the, the close geographical discipleship is huge yeah. and that's where the relationships matter. But the place is often like where that person might have taken you, like church camp or oh, yeah. a conference or retreat or anything like that. It's just amazing how that happens. So, well, here's this list of five things. Whether or not your church is hosting this type of event or just attending it, here are five reasons why uh, big events in general can help your ministry and your church. Uh, we're dating this podcast here, but I don't know how much we're dating it because the the timeline of coming out of the pandemic of 21, 20 and all the, you know, years of that is really long. Mm-hmm. I mean, like nobody really knows when this is really recorded because we've been coming out of the pandemic for months. It seems like <laughs> it's taken us forever, but <laughs> as we get out of the pandemic, this is going to be more and more prevalent. And so we can't take anything for granted because for two years, nobody could hardly meet at all. Yeah. And, and now everybody's on board again. So we need to, uh, we need to adhere to these, but, here are five things, and we'll kind of go through them kind of quickly. But the first one is an event gives you a reason to call people and personally invite. Mm. And whether or not you're doing the event at your church or whether or not you're inviting people from your church to go to an event, there's like a reason. And that's really the reason for events anyway. Like youth ministry programming is, uh, you know, that event is just a framework for an opportunity to meet with kids. Mm-hmm. And same same with events. So... Invitation is really powerful. We have, um, over the years when we do events, retreats or conferences, we'll send, I mean, we'll just almost, you know, in the sales world, it's just called cold calls, Mm -hmm. but just send emails to youth workers and pastors all over the place and just say, we're having this. Can you come? And sometimes they don't come to the event, but you stack up a friendship. So then you're connected. So basically it gives you a reason to connect with people, opens the doors. Yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times like in, in student ministry, um, I've, you know, you, I like the title of this because how many times do you send out the email, right? Or you send out the, the event, you know, request on, you know, whatever social media you use, but it's not until you like personally invite them, like either a phone call or you see them and stop them in the hallway at church or whatever. And you're like, Hey, 
you know, hey, uh, Susie or Tommy, you know, like this is what's going on. I want to invite you to it. Here's what's happening. And, you know, here's how I want you to be included in it. And I think everybody from the most popular person at the school to, you know, the student who isn't the most popular, whatever that looks like, like every single one of them want to be included and invited. Oh, definitely. And I think that that's just an amazing thing to be able to do just to like invite. It gives you a reason. Yeah, it's awesome. special. <laughs> Even if it's a small little event just yeah. in your in your student ministry or your church. Yeah. It's like the one time I heard the guy say they grew their church on big events. And everybody said, ooh, what kind of big events? He goes, 52 of them every Sunday morning. <laughs> so, but it, what's hilarious is you go down the hall and you see somebody. And you're like, are you coming to this? And they're like, what? What's that? And you've had it out there forever. Yeah. Oh. And so the personal invitation is almost the only way. It's the only way. inundated. Yeah. But then again, talking out of both sides of my mouth, when you've put out the general plea, mm-hmm. then you actually talk to somebody individually later. That's the, it's the, the follow-up. Yeah, it's a follow-up. And, and it's not like your last minute because it's been out there and they just haven't responded. Yeah. And a lot of times the, the response will be, yeah, I saw something about that. When is that again? I mean, yeah. So it's like it's kind of planted in there, but it's not really yeah. you know full-blown. That's solid. So that, that that's that's number one. The second one is it gives leader an opportunity. It gives leaders an opportunity to interact with their people outside of regular church times. So I'm thinking of a conference. Like yeah. when we get in the van, drive a couple states away, mm-hmm. participate in a conference. And those memories are big. Like everybody remembers those things. And so it's like a byproduct of being at the big event is the memories and the conversations and connections and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so if you have like a, you know, even a day long event, if you're together for 10 hours, that is like, you know, half a year of being at church on Sundays. I mean, that's like, yeah, you know, that's amazing. It's good. like 10 weeks at least, not yeah. half a year, 10th. But anyway, it's just amazing to, to have that opportunity. And the, the last one I remember just before the pandemic hit was um, like one that I remember we've done a ton of, but one I remember you were on was the. New Room Conference. Oh, yeah. And just some of the memories that came from that little spurt of yeah. a three-day van load of people that weren't necessarily normally connected. Yeah. So. That was good. Yeah. Well, something is like about that specifically, and, and actually, honestly, about being a part of Harvest, because we go to other churches and we, we see different things, is like, um, is see the way other churches do things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and not that not that you go other places and like you're like oh we need to do this or like oh whatever but like it's always interesting interesting to see how churches do things and how they do them differently but then also like oh we do this exactly like this you know it's kind of yeah. cool to see their how they do it though you know what and I mean it's kind of either reassuring and confirming or you think wow we could tweak and do that easily like yeah you said never thought of it exactly yeah and and that's the that's the that's a huge thing is is uh, it's almost like staying up fresh on research of any other field right you know, yeah. of anything, any field of study or, or, or career or whatever, but it's just like going to churches and seeing what they're doing and hearing why they do it. You know, we talked about it on the previous pa- uh, previous podcast, the why of why they're doing things and, and where it's sending them. But, <clears throat> but yeah, no, that, that's so good to be able to see and just interact like that. And then, like and you the, said, you said another important thing, another van ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, here it leads into this next one. That is that gives students and adults an opportunity to see the church in a broader perspective. Mm. That's pretty much what you just described. That right? is. Oh, man. Just kind of like I uh, should have read the bullet points and saved that one. <laughs> uh, it's good to network with other people. Oh, yeah. Discover what they're doing. Yeah. And we went to a church on a, on a mission trip we took recently. And this church met in a middle school gym. And we were there. It was really great and really cool. 
but that was their second to last Sunday of being there before they move into a building that they've purchased. Oh, and I so see. We were kind of part of just witnessing like that. You know, never been here before ever, but then we just kind of witnessed that little the part. But it was also interesting because the pastor walked right up to us when we walked in and said, um, I, don't, I don't know if I met you guys yet. And we knew he was a pastor because he's wearing like the little preacher mic. Yeah. And uh, it was just another reminder of how important that like connection is. But yeah. it gives an opportunity to see broader perspective. And he, so that's that's three things. The fourth one, I think is the fourth one, is it helps create big events at your church or another church, helps create a starting point for conversations and connections. Mm. So, you know, it's, it, we're talking like three different worlds here, but in student ministry, you go to a camp mm-hmm. and a preacher preaches all week, then you have a lot of follow-up that you can do based on that shared, like, mm-hmm. knowledge. And you have more time to follow up because you're not usually the one that they're preaching. Maybe you are, depending on the camp you're at. But um, that's just a that's just a great springboard for conversations. In an adult world, you come back home and you're able to say, "All right, what are we going to take from that? How are we going to how are we going to make all this happen? Yeah, and uh, what do we need? To, what steps do we need to take because of it? And you would not have that starting point if you did not have a big event to do it with. Yeah, so that's so good. I, I mean, you're, I can I can look back in ministry and all the years and like see different moments where you know you see this stuff happen and developing over the week and you can spend that time well one you're at a camp for a week so you have plenty of time to help like nurture what's going on and and the conversations you're happening but the thing that i really like is then when you're back home right and then maybe you know Susie or tommy starts slipping back into what they were doing but you you were having conversations at camp of like you know i don't like doing this stuff i you know what i mean but then you can you have that pullback, that callback yeah. to what, hey, remember we talked about this? And then you can kind of help mentor them and nurture them and guide them back to where they they themselves said they wanted to be, you know? So it's it's amazing to have that uh, commonality. I think we ought to name this podcast, Susie and Tommy Go to a Big Event. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a Susie and Tommy in my student ministry, so I just use yeah. those names because, you they're, know. They're general. They're general, yeah. That's good. Well, that is huge, uh, speaking the same language and being able to n- have the history with them. Mm-hmm. And back to that hour thing, church camp, that's another amazing <sighs> like compounding thing of, you know, you know, 120 waking hours with people. That's that's a lot of life. And so that's pretty cool. Well, here's the last one that we'll wind down. That is that changes the lives of the next generation when you have an event. And whether this is an event at your church, like just, I'm trying to think of the gamut here, whether you're a church that just has like a, a special guest preacher for the weekend mm-hmm. and you do a couple special services or whether the event is like VBS, like that's the type of stuff that, you know, the churches go all out and they invest in inviting people, getting people there, doing something different and, and that kind of stuff. Or it could be the summer camp we've talked about, or like a conference where you go and serve or not serve, but go and attend as a, as a participant in like a major event with other people. And so we've already hit this, but Really, you think back in your own life, and you can pinpoint some of the times the Lord really got a hold of your life. Mm-hmm. And almost always, especially as a young people, it is at these places where you have an opportunity to be a part of a, you know, like the catalyst is being away. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Just the different routine, and you know, you're not you're not bombarded with all the regular stuff. But um, it def- definitely changes the lives of the next generation. And an event in your own church, like I started describing at the beginning, like just a special guest preacher or anything like that. People in your church, have, especially kids, 
have an opportunity to see it play out. And here's one tiny example um, for our family and for other families I've seen is when you have special events and it involves your home. Like you keep a missionary at your house or two members of a worship band that is visiting for the week of this event or, or whatever the case is. And all of a sudden your kids are in it. It happened to me when I was in kindergarten. We had a group come to our house, uh, our church, and two of the guys stayed at our house. Mm. And I was literally in kindergarten watching these two guys play guitar in our living room, showing us this funny song. And I think they pulled out their guitar because there were kids there, me and my brothers, and they wanted to uh, just make us laugh. And and it was the goofiest song in the world, and we were laughing our heads off. And, and I don't know anything that's around that except I have that little memory of just these two guys in our house. Yeah. And so... Uh, it really, I mean, being at those big events changes the lives of the next generation. Yeah. So it's huge. That's amazing. And then now fast forward to today where we're doing songs like Banana United and stuff like that where it's funny songs. And I wonder if that spawns from way back then. <laughs> it could. I mean, the comfortability of yeah. doing goofy songs and it has an impact. That's great. Yeah. I can't believe how many goofy songs we have. And I'll tell you something else, Clint. <laughs> I can't believe how many songs we have that have food involved. Even Bananas United. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's just so weird. Uh, All right. Well, as we wind down, thanks for thinking about these with me. But I love this idea of five ways that events can help your church. And we would be losing a great opportunity if we did not say, if you're in our area or even close to our area, we would love to have you be a part of events with us. Mm-hmm. And um, not that we have the monopoly on it by any stretch, but we definitely invest a lot of time in it. Mm-hmm. And here are just a few of them, just to rattle them off. Fire Up High School Conference happens every February. The kids' conferences happen throughout the school year, and basically for grade school students. And um, we're actually looking for a couple more host churches for that. And um, we have the girls' conference happens in the St. Louis area. We have a youth worker event that happens sometime during the year, Mm -hmm. two or three different locations. We have a worship leader conference that happens. And... um, I'm saying all this kind of uh, speaking it back into reality because a couple of these haven't been happening, but we have gotten together with worship leaders a lot. And we also have a middle school slash youth group event that we do in the fall. And it's really just an awesome thing. And so each of those can be found at our website, harvestconferences.org. But we'd love to have you be a part of those. Any other thoughts, Clint, before we wind down? No, I think this conversation was great. These five different ways that they can help your church just in any in any fashion um, is just one that's important to have. But also, you know, we're talking about these conferences um, where, where you know, hey, come and join us. You know, but you can also give us a call and invite us to come and join you, and then you can have a a little event thing at at your church. And you know, the same way, just contact us through our website, and we'd love to come and check out your church and see what we can learn from you, but also minister to you and lead worship and share messages. Yep, that is a really good point too. So. Really cool. Well, thanks again for being a part of the Go Harvest podcast. And again, this was five ways events can help your church. And you can also take a look at the blog post at timpriceblog.com. And thanks again, Clint, for joining us. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening today. We hope this has been encouraging and helpful to you. Stay in touch with us at timpriceblog.com. Until next time, keep following in the footsteps of Jesus and lifting up the name of the Lord. Thanks for your work and ministry.